The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Loving That Sports Talk with your host, James Loving. If you're looking for a fast-paced show that covers football and so much more, this is the place to be. Now, here's your host, formerly of the Philadelphia Eagles, James Loving. This is James Loving, your host of Loving That Sports Talk. As always, always, always. I'll never like that song, always and forever. Oh, oh, DJ, Terry Jackson, Terry Jackson. I am love with Hamlet. Good, how you doing today? Good, good. Good, it always works, always works, isn't it? Yes, it is. It's uh, well, always work. Well, see, it's going to be a good show. They like it always a good show every week, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm going to read some emails we got in. We're going to talk football. We'll talk everything. Everything. Is that good, there? That's good. I want to start off with the show. What we're going to do every week, we'll start off with, you know, a listener that sends in an email. You know, it's great to get our listeners, and we got to start giving them feedback and sending them replying, you know, because we always want to, you know, get that uh, input on what we're talking about right there. Yeah. This one comes from Jim Holster. I'm going to read it off to you, Terry, then you can um, react to it and respond, and I'll respond. I've been a fan of your show for some time. I have to say your discussion on domestic violence, death of Javon Belcher, was incredible. Nowhere else is this discussion taking place. I'm in the field as a victim service coordinator for the police department and can tell you the dialogue in this show was some of the best dialogue about the issue. I heard, I heard in 11 years, about the issues. I heard in 11 years I've been working with domestic violence. Well, it was said that it's about the issue that he heard in 11 years. Mm-hmm. You know, I, 11 years working with domestic violence. Keep up the excellent work, you guys are amazing. You want to uh, respond? Uh, well, Jim Holsters, uh, I, I know Jim. I've worked with him for a number of years, and uh, he's very good at what he does. Um, he's also a, a sportsman as well. He likes tacos. He likes Tim Tebow. <laughs> so, um, but Jim, he, he does a very good job, and, and those guys are. are uh, you, you can't do without them when you're when you're, when you're working. He's somebody that they come in and with the victims of crimes and stuff like that. They got a bad connection with you because you're going in and out. Okay, yeah, I'm getting a bunch of background noise too. Yeah. Well, you go ahead. Did you hear where we were at, Glover? Glover, you there? Yeah, I'm here. How you doing, Love? What's up, DJ? How you doing? Did you hear the um, email we got that I read? Yeah, I did. 
Yes, I did. Yes, I did. Yes, I did. Um, you know what? You're, he's right. I mean, we, we had some discussions about, you know, domestic violence that a lot of other shows won't touch, and they're afraid to touch, you know, for the sake of uh, marketing and a matter, you know, a matter of losing, you know, sponsorship and things like that. But it's something that needs to be addressed, you know, just because you're a professional athlete or a superstar or in any line or any day of life, you should never uh, put your hands on anybody. You back, Terry? I'm here. Okay, that wasn't, you know, that was Glover thing that was making all that noise. That's you, Glove. Yeah, I'm going to the mountain. Sorry about that. If I need to, if I keep it up, I'll call you back. Okay. Well, go ahead, Terry. Finish what you were saying. Well, and we'll comment on what Glover said. <laughs> well, he's, he's right. I mean, those discussions need to be had. had and uh, just because you are a, an athlete or somebody, you're not, you know, you're not excluded from from bad things happening. Um, you're not excluded from making the best decisions. And, you know, I, I think I've stressed this a number of times. These guys are just like every other normal human being. They just, you know, they play a professional sport and they make a lot of money, but they also make the same mistakes uh, as, as everybody else because they're human. Um, but back to Jim uh, and the victim witness position. That's It's a very crucial position. And we are very lucky to have uh, Jim uh, with us and and his assistants um, with, within our department. Right. And the thing about that, and I like to say to Jim, you know, thanks for expressing that because, and Glover, you guys right, people don't want to touch that because they're afraid of what people are going to say and your comments and opinion. But it's a fact. It's the truth, you know, what we were talking about. Why is that happening? Why did he get that, you know? What what could have made them do that? This and that. This, you know, you got to address that. Like you say, because they make a lot of money, they still got to be accountable for their actions. Am I right, guys? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Go ahead. Clever. Oh, no, you're absolutely right. I mean, think about it. I mean, two weeks ago, you know, the gentleman who, uh, you know, sad to say, you know, took his life. But prior to that, he took someone else's life. You know, and, and all the media could talk about was him because he was a football player. You know, they never addressed the issue of him taking the life before he took his own. You know, so when you look at a, a case like that or a situation like that, there had to be things prior to him doing what he did that led up to it. It's not, you don't just wake up or argue all night and then in the AM hours, you know, kill your, uh, your child's mother, then go commit suicide later on that morning. You know, there has to be something that led up to it. And those are the things that we need to address. But nobody wants to address them. You know what I'm saying? As as long as you perform on Sunday, I don't care about you really Monday through Saturday, as long as you perform on Sunday. And that's what needs to be changed right there, that type of mindset. I think you said it, Glover. (laughs) Then I asked Terry the question that, some of his friends are like in the NFL now. They're not friends. They're not getting to see that. You know, I think, you know, if you see a person going through something, you got to address it right to that person. Why didn't somebody didn't see that? And I asked you, Terry, in your field, you know, do you see? Is that it, Glover? Yeah, I mean, you know, for, for, with, with me, I mean, I could, I could tell you stories, you know, countless stories of guys 
that are in situations like that, you know, and, but we do, we do counseling. If we can't do it, you know, in-house or in the facility, then we send them to, you know, doctors and people like, you know, people like that because, you know, it's a serious problem. You know, the way the society is now, nobody wants to touch it or, or nobody wants to address it. You know, everybody wants to sweep it under the rug, you know. There's a, there's a lot of DV or domestic violence going on in everyday life. And as long as the woman, sad to say, as long as she doesn't say anything, it continues. But then the minute she says something, you know, now everybody's saying, well, why did she do it? Or, or why did he do it? There must have been something that you did that triggered him into doing it. It just couldn't be that, you know, he's just a, a person that had some things going on in his head. It's always we ask why. If a woman's being raped, you know, what's the question? What does she have on? What was she wearing? You know, did she entice the man? It just can't be that he raped a woman. It has to be something that the woman does, and that's what needs to be changed right there. That thought process. I, I agree. I mean, there's, you know, it's, it's no different than the than the hot topic of, of guns, you know, and, and, and we talked about that. Bob Costas um, ended up apologizing because he offended a number of people about, about guns, talking about this, this very incident. Well, it's not the guns that kill people. It's the people with the guns. Um, so it's a, it's a catch-22. Um, you have to, it, it's not the woman's fault when she's raped. It doesn't matter what she's wearing. Um, you know, and it's those kinds of things. And they're, you know, we, we listen to people and talk to people every day. And, and you guys know this in the locker room. You're around a person. You go to training camp with that person. You, you get to know people very well. And you can't tell me that you don't know if somebody's not acting right or they're acting a little strange or something's bothered. Because we as, as men, as, as aggressive football players, we, you know, we, we, we carry things and, and we take it out. And, and you know when somebody's just not acting right. So when you're out there on the football field and, and, and you're with this guy and he's doing something that doesn't make any sense, that, that should grab your attention. But do we actually sit and talk to these people? Are we friendly with these people? You know, do do we care about what's going on? Or is it, just like uh, Glove said, as long as you perform on the football field on Sunday, it doesn't matter what's going on. Let me ask you this question, Glover. We only got three minutes for this break, then we got a caller. But do you think that was planned out with him, or do you think that was just that emotion for that night? What do you guys think? Well, I, I think it would be it would it wouldn't be right to to give an opinion on it. Looking at what what we know, I don't know that you could say yes, it was planned or no, it wasn't planned. I don't have all the facts, and I haven't delved into the to the situation enough to even give an honest opinion. But I can tell you. Speaking from experience, a lot of times these things are not planned. I think I, I agree, TJ. I agree totally. I think it was more of an impulse. It was impulsive. I think he had just, you know, he had got to a point, like I said, you know, I told you, I think we talked about it, love. I said it was something that she knew or there was something going on that drove him to that point. Then that impulse, you know, triggered and it was too far. It was, you know, he was too far gone for him to turn back. So, you know, like like he did said, we can't comment because we don't know. Only he knows why, or someone else knows his mom or whoever. But we don't know. So for me, dealing with people in situations like this, you know, for the last few years, and you know, it's more of an impulse that triggers things. You know. 
Yeah, and, and I think that's why I want to say that. I agree with you, Terry. We don't know all the details, so it's all opinion. But, you know, what I want to say, what I was trying to get was, do people plan out, say, you know, she got to come home? Cause like Blair was saying, something triggered it. It wasn't just that night. So what I'm saying was, was he fed up to that point and said, this is what's going to happen this day? That's what I was trying to get to there. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, that he was fed up at that point, like, well, she come in this night and... You know, so, you know, we don't know all the details. And, you know, it's just, it's just so heart-taking that, you know, you have to come to that point and do that, you know. And it's, yeah. and it's sad that, you know, both lives were taken from this young child, you know. That's what gets you. Yeah. So what we're going to do is, uh, actually, got a good one, you know. Got a caller to someone, or let's take the caller call, see what the caller got to say about, you know, the issue or... And then what we do again, we'll take uh, another question from an uh, email, and we keep going like that. Is that all right with you guys? Sounds good. Sounds good. Sounds good. And we'll take one thing, Jim, for being a listener. Keep listening, Jim, and keep giving sending those emails. Man, we all appreciate it. Right, guys? Absolutely. Yes, guys, the word today, D said, is persevere. You know, just keep striding. Let the young kids know in the world, anybody, keep striding. Do your best, and don't be a follower. Be a leader, guys. So uh, the word is persevere. We'll be right back. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. Want to experience football from the perspective of two former players who also have coaching experience? Tune in to Sports Info UM with Daryl Oliver and Sam Sword. We'll talk about the drafts, play-by-play, and even what's happening in the offseason. Daryl and Sam have the connections and the knowledge to bring you the inside stories of the game's past, present, and future. We'll cover the camps, on and off field, and everything else, football and beyond. Sports Info UM is heard Mondays at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Sports Channel. Sports and medicine go hand in hand. Quite simply, if you aren't up to your game health-wise, you won't be up to your game on the field. That's where Bruce the Sports Doc comes in. Dr. Bruce Grossinger uses his medical training and experience to bring you a link between sports and medicine. From the latest advances and treatments to discussion behind the injuries of the week, Bruce the Sports Doc and his team of guest experts are here each week to lay it on the line in terms that you can understand. Tune in every Tuesday at 5 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Sports Channel. Sports continues to grow and evolve to ever-increasing prominence in today's society. On All Around Sports, host John Inglesby will connect with the leading newsmakers from the sports world, including players, owners, and fellow sports journalists, discussing the top news and events that are relevant to sports today. John will also report from and offer his experience of the world's top sports events. Tune in to All Around Sports with John Inglesby, Fridays at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 10 a.m. Pacific, on the Voice America Sports Channel. Internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. (laughs) 
You're hooked up with Loving That Sports Talk. James Loving and his guests want to hear it from you. Call us at 1-888-346-9144. That's 888-346-9144. Or drop an email to lovingthatsportstalk at yahoo.com. Now, back to the show. This is Jay Loving back with Loving That Sports Talk and always TJ. You there, Terry? I'm here, Love. And we got Glove, Glove. We got Glove with the noise today. You there, Glove? Yeah, yeah, I'm here. And you didn't ask me the, the question of the day, as always, for that listener uh, out there to fix about, Connecticut. It's 70 degrees still. I've already asked you, but you're up in the mountains. It can't be 70 in the mountains, is it? Oh, it was hot. It was 75. <laughs> How is it out there in San Diego, Glove? It's 70 degrees right now where I'm at. When I was in the mountains, it was 75, 76, a higher elevation. Sorry about cutting you off, JJ. But um, go ahead, Terry. We was uh, responding to uh, JJ's um, question. Well, if I'm if I'm understand, if I could hear him right, I think he said that it, it hits the media quickly and, and and everybody jumps on it. And is that right, Jay? Yeah, you, you know, I just think that you know again. It was a, it's a tragedy. Don't get me wrong. That's not what I'm not saying. I'm not trying to, uh, you know, say it wasn't, but it just seems like these guys, like every little thing is, oh, I mean, is, is in the media. Uh, you know, these guys' lives are under the microscope, um, so much that, you know, it's, uh, it makes it seem like all of, all of the NFL players have all these quote unquote problems and, you know, and, and I don't know if, if, if that's really the case. You, you know, I think it's just, uh, it, it's more publicized than maybe, you know, my life or your life, you know, that type of thing. Well, you're, you're absolutely right, Jay. And we've talked about this numerous times, uh, Love and I both on the show. Um, anytime any NBA player, any NFL player, hockey player, wrestler, whatever it may be, uh, gets arrested for DUI or gets possession of marijuana or, or something like that, it's plastered all over. And, it is. It's broadcasted, and it's it's made very elaborate for 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 TV. And being in my business, we have things happen all the time to normal everyday people who nobody ever knows about, but the families. And and that's the sad part about it is that this stuff goes on all the time. But just to make news and to sell newspapers and and, and get clicks on the internet, these guys will plaster plaster this stuff, and they make it seem like it's so horrible. But his name star, if if he's related to anybody who gets in trouble or or something happens, absolutely, it's there. Yeah. Well, let me take a twist to this conversation, guys, and you can help me out there. And then we got into it. But um, jump in too, you can, Jay. And now I got into it with Terry. I said, Terry, when I'm on the off season, why is it so important that the team is involved? What I do, if I want to go all and and party and get wild, why is it so important that I can't do that? You see what I'm saying? It's still publicized what I do on my off season. And Terry will tell me, oh, you still on contract. They still own you. But it always publicized what I do on my off time. You know, and these guys, like you say, it is a tragedy. But every time what they do, it's like, oh, oh, um, such such got an argument with the um, waitress at a restaurant. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Why, I, you know, why I is that? I mean, people... why do we look at that? And we look, and I'm looking, every day I'm looking on the internet, like, okay, what news is I can look at? What players I can talk, you know? I think a lot of that is is the uh, average Joe's thirst for 
you know, that, that lifestyle, meaning, you know, your average fan out there, you know, who's got an average, average job, making average money, you know, he's interested in that, that, uh, you know, high paid player, you know, tearing it up in the club and, you know, he's living vicariously through, through that player to some degree, you know, and that's, to some degree, I think that's why he does get publicized, you know. And again, you're right. When you are in that position, you're held to a higher standard. Um, so you have to, you know, it, it's sad, but that's just the way it is. That's the way it is today in our society. That doesn't make it right. But you're held to a higher standard, morally, you are. Um, because you have numerous kids watching you. you, you have, you're, you're a role model for a number of these kids, and, and that's what the parents want to say. Okay, well, we go and we buy season tickets to watch you play, and here you are out getting drunk and getting arrested. Um, morally, they feel that, that that's wrong, but you are a human being. You, you, you're a normal human being, and you're going to make mis- normal human being mistakes. Um, but Most you of these are players are kids themselves. Well, I said most of these players are kids themselves. You know, they're in, they're in their twenties. You know, think about when we were in our twenties. <laughs> you know, know. That, that's funny you said that too, Jay. Because uh, actually, you're still on. You know, uh, I have a question. That man, we can go and um, address that. While you just said that, they are younger players. And um, the, the um, email is from uh, Detroit, Michigan, and the name is Rayman. Do you think? A lot of uh, a lot of the NFL players are making too much money, and why don't the NFL have financial advisors help the young players? And that's that's kind of good what you say, the young guys, Jay. And I think me and Terry Tall, all this money that they have, they never hit it. They don't know what to do. Why is that not put into the NFL to help these guys? Well, it, it's something that should be put in, and and then we've talked about this as well. It, it, you know, they should have classes and and mandatory meetings and trainings. I guess you would say about how to manage your money. And are they making too much money? Well, uh, that's, that's, you know, of course we would say, yeah, they're making too much money. But, you know, it, when, when, when you're playing that dangerous game and, and that's your livelihood right now, then, then no, because uh, it can be ended just like that. But there should be classes. There should be things implemented to give these guys the knowledge on, on what to do with their money because we, we, we talked about how many of these players are broke. You remember that love? Yeah. And, and numerous of them are, you know, have no money now. They, 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 they've gone through $60 million in less than, than a contract, you know, <laughs> their contract years. And you wonder how that happens. Well, I mean, that's, that's up for discussion. There should be some things in there implemented, some classes, uh, some kind of, uh, uh information that, that these guys should, that the NFL and, and a lot of other professional sports should, should implement. For these guys to have to go to, they can at least give them the knowledge on what to do. So that's not an excuse. I mean, if I have the knowledge and I go and blow my money anyway, I guess that's on me. What do you think, Jeff? I think the NFL. Does. I mean, I, I I believe I've read in certain articles and things that they do do. There is some form of education out there. But at the end of the day, I think Terry just said it. If the guy gets paid twenty million dollars, he wants to go buy a ten million dollar car. I mean, it's his money to go do it. You know, I do believe that the NFL does try to, uh, you know, educate them and, and, and say, you know, hey, this is this is that. But again, at you know, twenty two, twenty three, twenty four, however these guys are, you're getting that big payday. 
you know, I can't imagine if I gave my son ten million dollars, <laughs> what what he would do. You know, yeah. um, you it's it's hard to know at that age, regardless of the education that they're being provided, um, to to try to talk long term because they're they're not looking at it that way. I don't think. Well, again, I don't think three players are young. Can you guys reflect on that quick question? Let's turn the table. We never see all the good things the players doing in the NFL, and not in the NFL, the NS, NS, the hockey and basketball. We never, because I've been in it, and I do a lot of things that, you know, we go all in. But that's never, that's never publicized more than, you know, and they are doing great things every day. I mean, I see the players in football, basketball, and hockey, but that's never put out there. Well, look, it, it, it's put out there, but it's just put out there at the wrong time. When do you see uh, the, the giving back and, and all this stuff? You see it at commercials. When people are getting up, getting snacks, or going to the restaurant. Okay. They're saying, you know, <laughs> the NBA gives back or whatever the commercial is, they can't remember. And these guys are out going to schools and doing all this stuff and putting up, you know, playground equipment and, and, and doing all that stuff. Oh, it's there, but nobody sees it because it's a commercial. Mm-hmm. You know? I don't think it grabs the headlines like, a, you know, a, oh. you know a, a brawl in the club and, you know, five players were involved. That doesn't grab, grab the average uh, person like... You know, a feel-good type story. You know, yeah, and it's got to be the a player went to visit a dying kid in the hospital that grabs the headline. But every day, you know, they they are doing great things out there, helping and you know, teaching the kids. You know, going to a little reading things. You know, it's it's some out there that's not been publicized. And and we all as society want to see negative things. You know, I tell people I don't watch the news. They go, why? So you know, you look and see there's always some murder or killing. It's not. Then you get to the weather, then you get to the sports at the end. You know, that's all what they want to see, right? Yeah, they put the they, they put the the headlines first. Yeah, um, I will say this. I, I don't believe that in my opinion that the the punishment in the NFL is is harsh enough. You know, if if these guys do do something that is, you know, way out of line, you know, you see a, a fine, thirty grand. That's that's chump change for these guys. In in a lot of cases, is it a lot of money? Sure, it's a lot of money. But go ahead and suspend them for five, six, seven, eight games, and then I think you'll start to see people going, "All right, wait a minute." Yeah, but most of those suspensions, Jay, are without pay. See, that's what grabs their attention is when they're not getting paid. Because I think the teams are going to be stronger to react to things when their player is not on the field. You know, hey, this guy, you got to find, you know, fifty grand. The guy wrote the check. He had the money in his pocket, basically. Mm-hmm. Yep. Well, guys, we'll, we'll take another break. Then we'll come back. You can be able to stay with us, Jay? Yeah, I can stay with you. All right, we'll be back. We'll have some another email. Then, Jay, you know we'll come back. Don't say it now, but I got to get you to talk about something. You know what I mean? I know, I know. This is Jay Loving and Terry Jackson, TJ, my co-host, and from Philadelphia. Well, how, how is, I mean, in Philly? It's, it's, it's nasty in Philly right now. It's nasty Don't every day. Jay. You both are here. good. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be right back. <laughs> Your internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. 
Tune in to a show about making a comeback and what really goes on behind the scenes with your favorite athletes and beyond. Listen for The Comeback Radio Show with Tony Farmer. A lot of people believe what they read on the Internet, hear and see in the media, and on the news. We're going to give our guests a chance to tell the real story without the extra hype. It's not just sports, although that will be a focal point of the program. We'll also look at the world of celebrities, music, modeling, and more. Listen every Thursday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time, 1 p.m. Eastern, on Voice America Sports. Do you feel the need for speed? Whatever your addiction, NASCAR, IndyCar, NHRA, Formula One, or even lawnmower racing, Pit Pass USA has got you covered. Larry Henry here, host of Pit Pass USA. I put my 30-plus years of being a motorsports broadcaster to work to bring you not only the best guests, but also the most interesting guests in racing. Fit Pass USA with Larry Hibbert, your front row seat to the world of racing. Wednesdays at 7 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Sports Channel. Be there or get a DNF. We some hard hitters. We some hard hitters. Hard-hitting radio is a new kind of sports and entertainment show. Your hosts are NFL veterans Mark McMillan and co-host Byron Evans. It's an hour of hater-free radio every week. You'll hear interviews with top athletes, celebrities, coaches, and fans. It's humor, hits, and conversation. Hard-hitting radio is on with McMillan and Evans. Listen Fridays at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Network. The fans now have a voice to speak their mind. No holds barred. Beat the bitch's ass and then move on. I just, I just think that the coach made a mistake. Oh, crazy. <laughs> NFL, MLB, NBA, NHL. Speak up. Speak up. Or forever hold your mouth. We ain't playing around here. Voice America Sports. You're hooked up with Loving That Sports Talk. James Loving and his guests want to hear it from you. Call us at 1-888-346-9144. That's 888-346-9144. Or drop an email to lovingthatsportstalk at yahoo.com. Now, back to the show. This is James Loving. We're Loving That Sports Talk. we got TJ Ditter. I'm here, love. We got Jay from Philly. Jay, you there? I'm here. And we got Glue. Glue, you parked now? You there? You back with hey, us? Hey, hey, I'm sitting in the parking lot, man. I'm back with you guys, man. <laughs> hey, hey, love, we got we to gotta let the listeners know who Jay is. Uh, I met Jay when I was in Jamaica, and uh, Jay found out I was a Cowboys fan, and, and he's from Philadelphia, and he's a big, big Eagles fan. So Jay's been, you know, he's been jigging at me for quite some time, and I had to take it because, uh, you know, we lost two in a row to Philly, and so I, I suffered through it. But now I think I'm back on top, aren't Jay? No, I don't, I don't think so, actually. I mean, <laughs> your, 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 your postseason record, I mean, listen, I've been, I've been getting hated on by a lot of other teams, a lot of other fans, but their team's not doing nothing either. It's, you know, it don't matter. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But CJ, what matters is that we beat you. Just like I had to tell Love, is that's that's our Super Bowl. That's my Super Bowl. Oh, that is the Super Bowl. I, I give you, you know. that. I, I give you that. <laughs> <laughs> so, so that is that. You know. So let's go to another uh, email question, guys, and we all jump in. And this is Malik from Alabama. Do we think the world of sports will ever change back to the love of the game and not just the business? 
you know, I guess what Malik trying to say is I think players are looking at like, hey, it's a business. Hey, it ain't about the love of the game. Let's make that money. And I kind of want to, I think I talked to, uh, I think it was Glover you or Terry the other day about, you know, what went on with Dallas and um, the owner. They told, you know, Raffles, hey, we need you out there. He's like, hey, I'm hurt. I'm not getting out there playing hurt. Like, back in the day, they used to play hurt, you know. But do you yeah. guys agree with um, Malik? I mean, can we ask Malik questions? Yeah, I I, I, I don't think it will. I, I think it's all about money now. I think it's a business. We grow up loving this game, and we say, oh, we're doing something that we love and that we play, you know, we, we, we played for however many years, and we grew up doing this, and now we get to do it professionally, and we get to get we, we get paid for it. And it's not for the love of the game anymore, and I don't know that it will ever get back that way because of how much money professional sports generates. And you've got agents involved, you've got doctors involved, you've got everybody with their hand out. So it's always going to be a matter of, of money. What can If I do this for you, you give me this. And it's, it's a business more so. It's a job more so than it is having fun and, and, and loving the game. Very few players you see now are, are out there because of the love of the game. It doesn't matter what they say because as soon as there's a contract disagreement or as soon as this happens or they don't get this, they're going to hold out. They're going to hold out for that money. Well, you know what? You're, 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 you're correct, TJ, but let me go back a little further. It starts at the lower level. It starts at Pop Warner. And then it just transcends through high school and the college where we start, you know, getting these characteristics and these complexes and attitudes. And as we get older, you know, it becomes more, less fun, more of a business. Mm-hmm. And once it becomes a business, when you get to college where your scholarship and things like that depend on wins and losses, you know, the coach's job depends on it. Now it's a business because you have to perform. So like Love said, there was times when you must play hurt. But then when you get to the NFL, it's all business. It's no more fun. I mean, guys love the game, but is it fun? No, it's a business. You know, now these guys are talking about taking care of their family. You know, they're not talking about the game. They're talking about, hey, you know what? I need to take care of my family. I'm leaving college early to take care of my family, you know. So so the love is gone. It's no more a game. It's business. Just think about how everybody carries themselves on a day-to-day basis. From ownership to player, it's, it's, it's strictly business. No more fun. Jay? Yeah, I, I mean, I, I think I agree with, with both of you to some degree, but I, I think that the average player in the NFL does love this, the game. They, they love the game. But, but let's face it, all of us love our jobs. If they stop paying us, I wouldn't love it too much anymore. Absolutely. You know, I, I think these guys generally love the game, but when you start talking about that type of money, or any money for that matter, and, and to further themselves and to further, you know, uh, you know their family and, and their financial well-being, they have to treat it like a business. They have to treat their body. They have to treat their, you know, they treat themselves. I, I heard a player once say, you are your own franchise. You know, you have the, the, the loving franchise or whatever your last name is, and if you you got to take care of that in order to make that money because when it's gone, it's gone. When, you, when you're out of the game, it's over. Yeah. So I do think that they love, love the game, but at the end of the day, the, the money is a part of it, and it is a business. At the end of the day, it's a business. But, but Jay, don't you think, I mean, like Love said, like we said back then, it was fun. You enjoyed, you went out there, one, you know, you, you would play with those little knickknacks. 
now you're not doing that because you're like, okay, I got to worry about my contract for next year if I'm hurt or the little knickknacks, you know. I mean, you see some players, like we got on Cutler, the Bears, remember that? I think last year in the playoffs, come on, play hurt, you know. That's how you smoke it, right? But you think about, oh, my career, I'm not playing hurt in the rest of, mess the rest of my career. Don't you think they got back from that a little bit? Yeah, I, I, you know, there, I think you're correct. I do think that they have, I mean, I have a couple of players on my team that, uh, that, that try not to get hurt and, and are getting paid and won't go the extra mile, in my opinion. <laughs> um, so yeah, I, again, I, I, but what you said was they, do they still love the game? I think they love the game, but maybe, um, they won't go that extra mile for the game. We'll skip to another email. I want to get out so I get some of it. Uh, this is Chris from Billis, Montana. With all the money the players make, why don't they have people drive them around when they go out to the clubs? I see we talked about that one over and over, guys. I mean, what does it cost you? $100 maybe? I, think, well, I don't know. Go from, ahead. Go ahead. From my understanding, well, they've got a service that you can use. It's, uh, I mean, nobody will know who used it and, and, and that kind of thing. I mean, it's kind of confidential. From my understanding, uh, according to, well, I guess this is coming from the Cowboys source. I heard, I heard some analysts talking about it, um, and I kind of, excuse me, got in on the tail end of the conversation. But there's multiple ways that these guys can get where they need to go without driving drunk, um, and I just don't think they're utilizing it. They're not. They're they're, they're not putting, um, you know, they're, they're not putting team first. They're not putting their safety first. They're just. You know, they're just making these these big mistakes. Well, every you're right, TJ. Every every NFL team, think about it. This is a billion dollar industry. Every team has in place a car service. No charge to the players. The reason why they don't take advantage is because in their mindset, that's not going to happen to me. That was them, or that was him. That'll never happen to me. So. So the thing is, I'm making all this money. I'm young. I need my Ferrari. I need my Bentley in front of the club. Why am I going to have somebody else drive my car and look good in my car? I need this. This is part of my character. This is part of me. I want people to see me. You know, when I walk outside that club, what they don't understand is there's undercover police in the club watching them bottle service, watching them drink, watching them do things like that. So, So it's that whole identify me with what I have, which makes me feel better about myself. It's that whole inner, that inner child thing. You know, people only know me because I got a Bentley. Yeah. Because remember, I wear, I wear a helmet, so they don't really know what I look like. But right. when they see that car out front with my, my private plate, they know who I am now. So yeah. that's just, a, you know, a little bit to it, but not the, the factor, but just a little bit. I, I agree with that spot on. I think that that's part of it. They like like Love said, you they want to show up to the club with the with the Bentley, whatever. That's part of the show. And uh, you know, I, again, they, these guys are they're kids. They uh, they're young, and they one thing leads to another. I'm good. They do want to be seen, and uh, you know, unfortunately, these things happen. Yeah, and, and, and I think, love. Let's take that a little further. What you said, because everybody say, I think everybody will say that it's not going to happen to me. You know, I can get home. I had too much to drink. Am I throwing that too much out there on that glove? No, no, you're not. See, here, here's my problem. Here, here's my thing. And I've said it, and I've said it time and time again. TJ, law enforcement. 
and, you know, we kind of, you know, do something similar. But here's my thing. Do the front office of the NFLs ever think to hire, like, police off-duty or to take tickets down to the police station? Or if, I, if I'm a player, and I know I go a certain way all the time and go certain directions and places, wouldn't I have some, some tickets or some memorabilia, a jersey, a ball, or something, and I see a police on the street, just go give it to them. Say, hey, you know what, I got four tickets if you want to bring your, your family to the game on Saturday or Sunday. You know what I'm saying? See, those are the type of programs that need to be put in place because it's sad when you see these guys in these cities and they have no rapport with the police. But, but look, isn't that bribing them? Jay, uh, Terry, help me out. That's bribing them, right? And that's what they well, got away from. But, well, you know, that's the, the thing is, is that, and I think what Glove is talking about is, you know, in, instead of running from the police, go to the police. You know, meet them, know these guys, invite their friends and family. I mean, they, they go out and they do good things. And I'm not, you know, I'm not saying that, that, that the NFL doesn't, you know, do good things for the kids, but, you know, be more. Be more than that. Be, do more for your community. You know, there, 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 there's more to the community than, than, than schools and, 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 and young kids. Um, you know, go out and, and, and go to the, you know, go to the old folks home and, and, and visit those people and, and, and visit your, your, you know, your community police officers and stuff like that. Jay? Again, I think it's, it, it's that, it, that small percentage. I think in general, I mean, I've met over the years a lot of the players that live in and around Philly uh, that that play for the Eagles. You know, not all of them. I I would say that the ones that you probably do meet uh, are the ones that are out there, the ones that are involved in the community. Um, You know, but there's that 10% that, you know, take the money and run, quote, unquote, you know, for for lack of a better word, um, that aren't involved with the community, that, that just do their thing and, like like TJ said, run run from the police. Um, yeah. You know, I, I don't think it's all of them. I think that you have a good percentage of guys that that do do the right thing in, in most all situations. Well, guys, we only got uh, I think a couple of minutes left. We got some music, but I want to thank our guys that email Raymond, Chris, Malik, and Jim. And guys, hey, um, the last words you guys want to say before we get off there, there. Hey, um, again. Just uh, remember that these these professional athletes that we still talk about every day are, are, are human beings, and, and they're going to make mistakes just like normal human beings do. Um, it's just a sad thing that everything they do seems to be polarized and plastered all over, but uh, they do do good things. Glove? Oh, totally, totally, TJ. I totally agree with you. When, when I talk, I don't talk out of negativity because there's a lot of good athletes. Like the other gentleman said, it's a small percentage, and because of who they are, it gets magnified ten times over. But they are humans at the end of the day. They have emotions. They have feelings. They cry like everybody else. We shouldn't hold them under the microscope as much as we do. Jay, don't take a lot of it, Jay. I'm going to take a parting shot and just just say that uh, the birds will be back. You know, it's an off year. (laughs) (laughs) We will be back, you know. These other these other frauds in the NFC East that got nothing on us. Well, I'm still going to talk. I'm going to still be us. You know, uh, we'll be back. <laughs> and okay, I just yeah, like you. To, once again, thank you guys. You know, I always love to have you call here, Jay. And uh, hey, next week we'll keep taking emails and uh, let's keep doing what we're doing, guys. We'll get the great. Have a good one, guys. All, All right, right. Thanks, guys.
Internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. Okay, sports fans, here's your opportunity to discuss football, America's favorite sport. On an annual basis, millions of people attend, watch, and listen to football, both pro and college. Ray Ellis Sports, an internet talk radio show, was developed with the fan in mind. Join host former Philadelphia Eagles and Cleveland Browns strong safety Ray Ellis on Voice America Sports every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific for exciting, interactive football discussions from the fans' perspective. Tune in every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific to Ray Ellis Sports right here on the Voice America Network and let's talk football. Are you looking for the ultimate trail to hike? Maybe you're looking to do the ultimate backpacking adventure. Whether you're a day hiker or an all-out backpacker, be sure to tune in to Backpacking America's Trails with host Rob Maureen. We'll explore some of the most fascinating places on Earth. In addition, we'll talk about backpacking gear, including reviews, safety tips, and more. Our experts will share recipes, destinations, and skills to make backpacking the most enjoyable experience for you. Listen every Friday at 2 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Pacific on the Voice America Sports Channel. Your internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. You're hooked up with Loving That Sports Talk. James Loving and his guests want to hear it from you. Call us at 1-888-346-9144. That's 888-346-9144. Or drop an email to lovingthatsportstalk at yahoo.com. Now, back to the show. Well, this is what I'm sorry. I, I, I thought we was done, but we back. They want to do a little more, another segment. That all right, guy? <laughs> yeah, let's do it. Yeah, <laughs> play it off now. But uh, uh, actually, well, this is good, you know. During the break, Jay, you know, I'm getting tired of every show. Terry's on me, and then Glover got on his wagon. All about <laughs> the youth and their bubble. But you know what? You know, we got to come to a compromise. I sit there and tell everybody I'm glad the Eagles did not get in the playoffs. The Cowboys not going to play off. The Chargers not going to be in the playoff. What's going on, guys? Who's going to be in it? I'll tell you what. I, I don't know who's going to beat New England. Uh, they're just playing outstanding. People can talk about the defense and stuff like that, but those guys know how to score. They can go long. They can go short. And uh, Brady is just surgical. And I'm not a New England fan at all. But watching them in this last game, I just don't know who's going to play well. Well, um, I, I have I have a comment or two. First, you was you was an Eagles fan, and you jumped ship and you ran to Pittsburgh, which you did last week. <laughs> Thank you, bro. Remember last Sunday? Sunday, Pittsburgh played San Diego, and regardless of how bad San Diego is, they spanked Pittsburgh in Pittsburgh. Now, in saying that, I think New England is coming together at the right time, like normal. They just, they just, you know, they play, they play possum. Then when it's time to step up and perform, they step up and perform. Yeah. So for me, I've said it always since the beginning of the season. I said New England's the team in the AFC, and then in the NFC, you see the still the Giants, the 49ers going to have to, you know, show me a little bit something else. But I think at the end, it's going to be probably the Giants, 
Oh, let me stop. It's going to be the 49ers and New England. That's my pick for the Super Bowl. Who you got, Jess? Jess? He dropped. He's not on. <laughs> okay. Well, you know, and, and I talked to you about that, Glenn, when you talk about New England. I just don't see that team, you know, just jiving right now. The defense, I mean, as long as you can stop them from scoring, if you score more than them, they're going to get beat. But I got to go with Denver. Denver just like quietly sneaking up. And that's the team that always gets to the Super Bowl, that team that sneaks up on you that you don't really pay attention to. And then I got to still go with that team that's driving. It's like nobody's trying to pitch it to them. They come as those Packers. I say Packers are different. That should help all Jimmy right there. Should it there? Well, yeah. I mean, you know, the Packers they're 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 always a contender, but um, I, I'm just not I'm not quite sold on San Fran uh, for some reason. I, I'm just not quite sold on them. I would I would definitely probably and the, and the Giants they they I don't know they they confuse me at times. But looking at them. They did the same thing last year, and, and they have the ability to come on toward the end of the season and, and really start putting things together. So it's a I don't know I, I can't I can't make a pick. But looking at AFC, I, I I just don't think anybody can stay with New England. I really don't. Well, I don't want to make this all next day show, you know. But I, I kind of want to hit on the Cowboys, but we do that next week. But uh, I want what's up with these Lakers, you know? God, are they just like, you know, it's it's only the season, but, you know, you got 82 games. How many games do they have, like 82 from like that? Or? Yeah. These guys yeah. are so frustrated right now that it's ridiculous. And, you know, I, I don't know where they're going. I know Magic Johnson's all up in arms about it, and I don't necessarily know that Phil Jackson can fix it. Um, they're looking for a point guard right now. <laughs> I mean, they're, they're, they're basically grasping at straws. And, and maybe they're, you know, maybe they're just freaking out because it's and maybe it's too early. Kobe, I think he wants him to be patient and, 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 and let these guys come together. But, you know, they're in L.A. They're, they're just not playing like, like L.A. Lakers. Well, hey, totally. You know what? They went out and got Dwight Howard and Steve Nash. Both of them are over the hill. Dwight Howard has no mid-range shot. If he's not next to the basket dunking, he has no 10-foot shot. What did he, he shot what? 13 out of 26 from the line last night. So it's not like you could put him in a position to get fouled to go to the free throw line. Gasol won't play with his back to the basket. When Kobe gets the ball, everybody's standing around watching. Nobody's playing defense. It's, it's just, you know, it's just, it's just a whole pile of manure in LA right now. And, and the coach, he don't seem to know what he's doing. You know, D'Antoni never won in Phoenix. Didn't do it in New York. Big stages now. He's in L.A. and he seems to be the same D'Antoni of Phoenix and New York. So I just think it's just a pile of mush in L.A. right now. And well, for some reason they got their hopes all pinned on Steve Nash, and I don't necessarily know that he's going to be the answer. I, I really he's don't. a liability. Nash is a liability. He's older. Can he run an offense? Yes. But think about it. The last few years, his skills have diminished. You know, so what? He'll get you 10 on offense, 10 points, but then he'll give up 30. You know, I mean, Westbrook loves playing against Nash. Loves yeah. him. I don't know how many minutes we got left. I know he's jumping, but there's so much I want to get to. But I got to get your opinion about this one. You know, LeBron told Broccoli to shut up. Don't you think sometimes Broccoli talks too much that he ain't got 
that much in the NBA, you know. Do we just do that to get people fired up? Because I'm like, you know, Barkley, you talk about everybody, you know, like you. He wasn't that great. I mean, he was good, but you didn't win nothing. What do you guys think? Well, I think you need to give Barkley his due. He's a, he's a pioneer. Um, but you might well give him a real one. I do, but he ain't win nothing. Who was it? Barkley wasn't nothing? Dan Marino didn't win nothing, but everybody told him he's the greatest. Well, he didn't win anything, no. But, I mean, for the game. I'm talking about a pioneer for the game. Barkley was picked as, uh, on the uh, on that Dream Team Championship, uh, rolled to the uh, to the gold medal, and he was picked as one of the 50 greatest players of all time. I mean, you got to give him his due. No, he, he didn't win any championships. He was there a number of times, but he didn't win any. But he's a pioneer of the game, and, and, and he's very well respected around the league. So I think he does have a right to to talk. Well, I think Barkley, hey, I think Barkley was one of the best undersized players that ever played a game at the position he played. Now, Barkley's getting paid to do what Barkley does well, run his mouth. His job is to be the controversial guy on TNT, and he does it well. Don't believe the hype. Do not believe the hype. He's getting paid to do a job, and he's very outspoken, very boisterous, and at the end of the day, if him and LeBron was on the court, LeBron would take him to the hole. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's what I was thinking. Barkley would do that to, to stir up the show for the right watch. Remember he got into it with Kobe, and they thought him and Kobe were going to fight when they got Kobe on the show, you know. You know, it's a ball hype, you know. That's what Dennis Rodman did well, wasn't it? Yeah. Yep. Hype up and sell those tickets, right, guys? There you go. Look, at everybody turns into TNT to see what what, what stupid Barkley's going to say. Because you know he's going to say something. Well, guys, we got that music this time. I know we off this time, so we'll be back next week, you know. And uh, like I say, um, um, Glove and T, we'll get some good emails and and all the emails that keep doing what we're doing, guys. I appreciate it. We're always uh, doing it. And what you guys doing, man, giving your opinions on it. All right. Take care, guys. Hey, have a good day, you guys. That's going to do it for this week's edition of Loving That Sports Talk. But don't worry, James Loving will be back next week, Wednesday at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific, on the Voice America Sports Channel. Get ready to love more sports talk then. And keep in touch with James all week at lovingthatsportstalk at yahoo.com.